Welcome to the Road to Zero, a future-proof podcast where we explore the economic opportunities in reducing or eliminating the impacts to the environment. Today on episode one of our Hydrogen Showcase, we'll be talking to Joseph Williams of Innovative Hydrogen Solution and his hydrogen injection system for engines. Good morning, Joe. Welcome to the Road to Zero. Thank you. Thank you for having me on today. To hear how you're doing today. Okay. Well, we're doing fine today. We've had a rough road during this pandemic, as everybody else has. Uh, we, we've seen our sales, uh, our revenues drop significantly, mainly because our, uh, our uh, uh, sales funnel was really, uh, really in the United States. We had been working with the, uh, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, uh, Fairbanks Morse, an original equipment manufacturer with, for the U.S. Navy. And we had uh, units all packed, ready to ship. Pandemic hit, everything is shut down. So, so it gave us time to step back and, and uh, uh, fine tune uh, some things, including our technology. And, and uh, we're raring to go for 2021. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, imagine that. that's not an uncommon story these days. No, not, not at all. It's, uh, it uh, really, really uh, strangled us financially. Uh, but we were able to get through. We've got a, a great shareholder base and, and um, we went back to our shareholders and uh, several of them came to the forefront to, to, uh, to keep the, the, the project moving forward, even in, in difficult times. Well, that's good to hear. And I'd like to hear a bit more about how, how you got started in this role. How long have you been involved in the, the technology, the hydrogen field? About uh, 68 wrinkles. No, okay, so 26 years ago, I got involved with Hydrogen On Demand. Uh, uh, my brother contacted me and he had somebody in Tempe, Arizona that was doing something for people that were dying in the mines. And he had a little little cylinder, his name was Gene Stowe. He passed away six months after I met him, had nothing to do with meeting me. And, and he, uh, he um, was trying to reduce a particulate matter uh, because all his friends were spewing up blood. And mm -hmm. I really, really got hooked on this, and and um, we invested a, a fairly large chunk of money, my brother and I, and we started on a path to um, to uh, uh, design, develop, and crystallize a better system uh, than what uh, Gene had, uh, with the express purpose of reducing uh, greenhouse gases, uh, the uh, uh, particulate matter, nitrous oxides, and increase the health of individuals through having a technology that uh, pays for itself. And, and does such wonderful things so where the didn't realize it back in 1994, but now I do really realize it is that we were ahead of our time, I believe, and the world's catching up with us. And it's a transitional technology that has so many benefits to improve the quality of life for, for people by reducing the emissions of internal combustion engines. Doesn't matter the fuel source, we'll reduce those emissions. And, and it's supported by scientific studies done by credible engineering uh, companies like Wardrop Engineering, who did the arm in the space station, and uh, uh, University of Winnipeg's science, uh, chemistry and physics department, and Queen's University uh, uh, combustion engineers. But yeah, and that's, a, that's an interesting part I wanted to look into. What are the, the benefits you've seen? Like I hear there's just a small portion of hydrogen, but what, what does that produce, for example, from what it was before to, to afterwards? Because it sounds okay. like you have a lot of information from your, your customers? Uh, very, very good question. So, so um, you've heard the term unburned hydrocarbon. Here. That's the black smoke you'll see coming out of a bus or a garbage truck. Yeah. So that's incomplete combustion. 
because hydrogen burns uh, uh, 14 times faster than diesel fuel, as an example, it's the speed of the burn that excites the unburned portions and burns them in the combustion process. So we make more productive use of the existing fuel. So if we burn the, the, the waste, we're, we're going to go further because we're, and, and we're going to have less, uh, you won't have the black smoke anymore. You'll have a cleaner uh, burning engine and uh, you, you'll have a reduction in the significant gases that, that hurt us, like particulate matter, like nitrates of oxides, NOx. And so what, what the benefit of that is that produces cleaner air. There, there's actually cleaner air coming out of the tailpipe than what's going in. And so if that happens, we're gonna reduce health costs. Uh, the, uh, um, in uh, three DAX Corporation to Buffalo, uh, very reputable, one of the world's leading uh, emission testing uh, people with a, a technology called Parsync. They measure what's going on with the exhaust second by second. And Parsync did our, our, our third party testing, 3DAX did over the years. And uh, they've just done a white paper where they showed 55 million people die prematurely every year due to, um, due, due, due to uh, smog in, in high hot spots of pollution. Now, why is that familiar? Well, that's COVID. COVID's in high spots of pollution and respiratory illness. In Toronto, 5,800 people died prematurely. What our technology can do is significantly reduce or eliminate all those deaths because we reduce particulate matter by 86%. Now you have particulate matter, nitrogen of oxide, and humidity. That's what smog is. So it won't matter if you have the humidity. So we'll be able to reduce these uh, cases of respiratory illnesses in all the hot spots of pollution. So what does that mean? We'll reduce COVID-19. We'll reduce the mortality rates. So it's a, and we called it a post-pandemic technology for that reason, because of, of the white paper that 3DAX did. So that's, that's a huge benefit, huge benefit. Well, it is, and it's uh, 86%. That's not an insignificant number no. uh, coming out at the end. So that's quite, quite an achievement. Well, you know, Nick, I, I, uh, one day I was doing a demonstration and, and like we have five gas analyzers and what have you. And I got on my hands and knees and I was sucking the air to the tailpipe of my car. <laughs> and, and, and a police officer, he, he come, we're coming in with his lights on. He says, what are you doing? And I said, I said it's okay. We, we tested this. It's cleaner air coming out than what's going in. And he ended up becoming an investor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good story. Yeah. And just so we get that clear, so 86% reductions in the particulate, what does it do for the um, CO2, the, what, what like physical properties come out as having the hydrogen in there? Does yeah, it change so, that? so greenhouse gases is the, is the big one that the, the world's looking for. So um, the reduction in fuel is directly proportionate to CO2 greenhouse gases. They're the same. So depending on the application, any, anywhere from 15 to, to, to 35%. We, on stationary generators, like we have in, in Pakistan on the Egg Econ in the hospitals, we're showing 32, 33% reduction in fuel, which is a 33% reduction in GHGs, CO2. And, and on a tractor, a highway tractor uh, that we have here in Canada, in Ontario, and in Winnipeg, they're showing between 18 to 21% reductions in CO2. Now these are, are tested using very sophisticated emission testing equipment. And so uh, our, our and, and again, that's our mission here is to reduce the uh, uh, greenhouse gases on a global basis because 
climate change is real. And whether you um, uh, agree with climate change or global warming, it doesn't matter. The real issue is we have a problem. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, and our technology can help reduce those. Yeah, and uh, yeah, amazing results. And so what I hear, the reductions in CO2 comes from the not using as much diesel because that hydrogen is in there. It produces more power for its content than the diesel does because, like I said, it burns faster and hotter. That's correct. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you end yeah. up burning a lot less fuel. Yeah. And, and, and we're talking about 1%. And then when, when the engineers and scientists say that I'm full of, of uh, caca, it, it's uh, we went over, we had the pleasure with Fairbanks Morse uh, at the U.S. Navy's uh, expense. And we did modeling at the uh, Man Engine Facility in Augsburg, Germany. And, and, and uh, they tested us on the modeling at 1, 3, 5, and 15%. Because again, their engineers and scientists said you need more yeah. hydrogen. So the best results were at 1%. That was the sweet 100%. spot. Yep. Interesting. Things got worse with more hydrogen, not better. Yeah, what happens when you put more hydrogen in? It just gets used up in the, in the burning process. It's a, um, we, we don't want to, uh, one of the things that we have designed our system uh, to do is it can't produce more than 4% by volume to air. Because if you have 4% by volume to air, pressurized hydrogen, stored hydrogen, two of the three, you'll have an event, a kaboom. So okay. we produce less than one atmosphere of pressure. We, uh, we don't even get close to the 4%. And, and so um, we, we control the amount of hydrogen that we make uh, through, through our, our control system within the, uh, the design uh, parameters of our unit. Okay, got it. So, that, so there's no, so it's really a, no safety concern there. It's not enough hydrogen to cause any issues. So simple, Sa simple system. Safer than propane, safer than gasoline. Yeah. All right, tell me more about, about this device. So it's like, a, so I saw the pictures on the web. So it's like this cube with a couple pieces to it. How, how big is it, would you say? It's a 14-inch it's cube for, for transportation, as an example, for the heavy uh, goods vehicles. It comes with three, three modules. The 14-inch cube, um, uh, a, a two-liter, uh, two-US liter um, uh, water reservoir that, that feeds the cube when it needs water and uh, th then an electrical box with a series of relays and, and uh, what have you. Um, we've incorporated the electrical box into the new design that we'll be uh, launching this year. So that would, uh, to make it smaller. And, and um, that's for, uh, for transportation. For the US Navy, so we, our engineers, with the US Navy's engineers and Fairbanks Morse engineers, we came up with a design and then uh, what always happens like when we uh, uh, installation or engineering services now are extra with whatever we do, because we, got, we did all this money, uh, work and paid all this money. Then we did a ship check, which is going onto the ship. And then the engine room is nothing like the spec said of the engine. The engine <laughs> no, itself, it's, is, no. yeah, it's three stories high. So we designed a system for three stories high. So that's a, it's a pod system where it has a series of cells in it. And so now we're very scalable. Uh, we have them in some employees' vehicles. We have them on trucks. We, uh, we're, um, we're on a, a Danish ferry. So we're, we're in the Marine on a ferry and, and over in Denmark. And um, we're on, uh, we got several pod systems on stationary generators in, um, in Pakistan, in Karachi. And, and uh, we're working on a contract where we're a subcontractor with a group for the Canadian uh, Army 
for remote areas, uh, like we were working with the indigenous people to help them with clean water, clean air on the reserves, yeah. because they all have stationary power. Okay. So, yeah, so really, yeah, really love how it's so scalable. But, but let's, uh, yeah, really want to explore all those different markets. I just want to look at the transportation ones. Imagine that's probably your smallest unit, so it has to fit on a truck or, a, or so on. So, so it sounds like it. You just pour water in it. It's going to take the uh, power from the from the um, the alternator, and it's basically going to make hydrogen. That is correct. Yeah, and just that, pump that, it into the air intake. That, that's what it does. It's like a, we're on the suction side, so we're before the turbo. So it's so it's like a venturi like effect, and it just yeah. sucks the gas uh, the gases through. Uh, we it's we we have a point of entry, uh, tap a little tap um, uh, just before uh, at the air intake. And so that way we don't damage uh, uh, the turbo. We don't da we don't we don't do anything in modifying the engine. And and so we have letters from every original equipment manufacturer that we will not void the warranty with yeah. with, with installing our technology. Okay, so very so it sounds like a very simple install. Um, well, it, it's very simple. Uh, yes and no. Uh, we don't allow anybody to install until they 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 go through a certification with us here in Aurora. And, and that's because we're still dealing with hydrogen and they need to understand uh, hydrogen. And so we go through a day of theory and then a couple, uh, we let them do a few installs and, and uh, um, it, it isn't rocket science. And uh, a good installer, it's uh, the, the issue with installing is the real estate now, finding room to put it because they, they've got so many uh, pollution control devices on that yeah. they don't need, just so you know. Uh, if they had our technology, you could get rid of, uh, of the diesel particulate filter. You could get rid of, of the DEF systems. And uh, we, would, uh, we would do a, a better job than what they do. And they wouldn't have the nightmare of the maintenance uh, challenges they have with those technologies. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that the maintenance piece seems like it's a, it's a really big piece in the business equation because it sounds like there's alternate systems you'd have to have if you don't have this. So if you have this, you don't have that. The cost of that, the maintenance cost of that. But tell me more on what happens with having that hydrogen, that cleaner burn, what happens to the maintenance profile of some of these engines? Uh, absolutely nothing. What it does is it reduces the time, uh, the amount of, it'll cut the oil changes in half because we, uh, we keep the oil clean. Like actually one of the most visible things you can see and touch is when they go to do an oil change after they had our system on, they're going, but it's clean. <laughs> and, and, uh, and you can see through it. So they don't need to change the oil. We move out the, what is called a regeneration cycle, a regen cycle because of the uh, legislated uh, emission technologies called the diesel particulate filter. Like uh, one of the big things they have is they're always going through a regen cycle or, and, and the truck's on the side of the road, it's plugged up because it's an onboard incinerator and it gets clogged mm -hmm. in particulate matter. It's supposed to yeah. burn it off. So that, we'll move that out. We have drivers uh, with uh, our technology on where they regen maybe once a year. That saves them all kinds of money, all kinds of downtime, like thousands and thousands of dollars per truck per year. Wow. So it seems the, even without even the, the fuel efficiency savings, there's even a big maintenance cost savings of having the system. There's more maintenance cost savings today with it than there is with fuel now. It's really become a maintenance device. And then, you know, we're still going to save them maybe 15 to 20% in, in fuel. So yeah. it's, it's a pretty big, uh, we have an ROI calculator that we provide every customer with. And it's a plug and play. They throw their numbers in there 
And it shows them, uh, like you said, what a nine-month return on investment for a trucker. Really? Is that is that what the, you found has been the average, nine months before you, yeah. you pay this, the advice back? Yeah, for a, long, for a long-haul truck. For in-city, it'll be about 14 months. 14 for months. a stop-and-go okay. stop type of an application. Okay. And then this device, what's what's the what's the co average cost of your some of your smallest units? What what does it what would it cost to actually have this installed? Or well, what I, what I what I tell the driver is that it's free and we give you a check every month. <laughs> so because of the return on investment with, with this, and and we have a um, we have a partner in participation called the Royal Bank of Canada, who okay. uh, who now has a lease program for us uh, from Halifax to Vancouver, and. Okay. At about six percent, and uh, in the United States with the bank they bought, so so we can we can put this on for a guy for three hundred dollars a month, and 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 he's going to save about a thousand dollars a month. So that's why I say it's free, uh, and okay. it, doesn't, it doesn't put any money down. Uh, so you can go that route or pay fifteen thousand dollars. So most guys go the three hundred dollar a month route. Well, it's quite a. Yeah, it's a pretty good system. You got the financing, so pretty easy for it for someone to really jump into this technology. It really is. It really is now. It never used to be like we used to have to deal with the lease companies that charge like twenty eight percent, and and truck drivers could never get to fund it. They had all kinds of problems. But Royal Bank's been a great partner in participation, and uh, has made it um, because they they have a big program uh, with respect to the environment. And greenhouse mm -hmm. gas reductions, what have you. So we became part of their environmental plan. Sounds like you've got quite a, a network of partnerships here to really make this available. And when it comes to uh, install or dealership network, where, where's your, your area? If someone, is anybody in the country able to fairly easily jump into this? Or are you really only servicing certain parts of the, the country? No, we, we, um, it, it's very easy. Like what, what we do is we, um, we live by the train the trainer. So we'll bring people out here, train them, go out and do a few installs with them, and then 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 they can train other people within their organization or uh, or, or their geographical area. So so we, we we've got we've got a team of installers in Ontario. We've got certified installers in in Winnipeg and uh, out, out the outlying areas of in uh, in Winnipeg. In uh, we've certified people in Calgary and Edmonton. Um, uh, we don't we we did have in Vancouver, but uh, um, that person is no longer there. So Vancouver is an area that we want to get back into. Um, it, but it's uh, we're we're pretty much covered across Canada. In the U.S., we send our teams from here uh, to do installs in the United States until the pandemic hit. But um, but we do have some certified people in uh, in Wisconsin, uh, down in Florida, um, where we were doing business. And uh, of course, with Fairbanks Morse for the for the U.S. Navy. Okay, and so I'm really interested in the the marine aspect. As a, a boat owner myself, I've got to say, well, of course, you got to have a diesel engine because the wind doesn't always blow in the coastal sailing. Uh, yeah. And that's something you, you notice really in the marine as is the particulate and the how heavy it is. So, so tell me more about the marine application. That's a, a okay. what you're really involved with the Navy. Yeah, well, we we uh, uh, you always have to listen to the market. The market tells you what you've got to do and where you go. So we were starting to get all these hits with uh, uh, about marine. Actually, it started with the boys in the toys market, and and because uh, they go through an awful lot of fuel. These guys have got a you know a million dollar, two million dollar yacht, and the stink. Yeah. We'll, we'll eliminate that smell, which is a big thing for them, and and they go through so much fuel. And and uh, like, like the the U.S. Navy, it was 
It was because we were sitting next to a guy on a plane who happened to have been a senior VP with Fairbanks and was fascinated by the story. Uh, and uh, we started to, uh, like the Navy was looking for new things and um, they have the exclusive contract to build the engines for the US Navy. So we said, instead of having to go through a, a hydrogen engine, because the Navy has a 20 year hydrogen plan, we were able to be a transitional technology to them to help meet their their goals of reducing co2 was was a big one and and um the fuel like they were they were spending so many dollars per inch <laughs> that's, that's you know fuel yeah yeah so so uh, but what ended up happening while we started talking with them back in 2015 we also were approached by uh, uh our, our licensee in europe uh was uh he approached um, uh the danish marine authority and so we worked with Lloyd's Registry to get the approvals, and uh, uh, we uh, we installed on a on a ferry, a thirty four twelve cat engine. Caterpillar did the uh, third party uh, fuel, and we showed a twenty six percent reduction in fuel on that ferry. Wow, that's uh, that's pretty significant. Yeah, it was a thirty four twelve cat engine, and and so and that's when we really started learning how we could do the pods. Our very first um, twin unit system was on that Danish Marine Authority. So now we, we've got it down pretty good with respect to, uh, well, how much would it cost in the Marine? Well, basically $1,000 per liter of engine displacement is because that's, uh, uh, that, that's how much hydrogen uh, uh, you, you need so much per liter of engine displacement. And it's at $1,000 a liter. So uh, uh, it, like with a, with a 37 liter uh, engine, it would be $37,000 plus engineering services, but the return is huge because in, in marine engines are, are very similar to a stationary generator. They don't have all the variables that a truck has. A truck has, it's a nightmare to measure yeah. a truck. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, because they're not always going the same speed. Nope, not, not always going the same speed. They have different loads. Just uh, all, uh, uh, are they going highway? Are they going city? Uh, stop and go, like a garbage truck. The province of Ontario, uh, through Stewardship Ontario, paid for a study on, a, on, on garbage trucks with, with our technology uh, back in 2013. And so we, we were much different fuel. Uh, you know, you're, you're talking about 8 to 10% savings, not 20. Um, it's a lot less than savings, but bigger savings on maintenance. Because that stop and go is really hard on the engine. Yeah, that's really interesting. And do you have a good um, analyst uh, case for the maintenance for some of those as well? Um, we're starting to. That that was the toughest thing to get. Uh, yeah. But we're, we're, we're um, uh, we've been doing it in, uh, long enough now that we're starting to get real numbers. And, and again, we're we're relying on our customers to uh, give us the data, which every customer always said they had great data but that's not always the case. And, and so we got into telematics. The telematics now, uh, we can tie into anybody's telematics now with our system so that we can receive uh, real-time data on, on mm. the various maintenance issues because everything's done by event now. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, so, so it's easier to get the data today than it was just uh, five years ago. Yeah, a whole other piece we haven't talked about about uh, the uh, carbon credits. Ah. It sounds like you even started touching on that market because there's, there's a clear reduction here 
and how does that uh, play out with your systems? Okay, well, well, that's it's uh, back in 2005. We had the vision to uh, I call it vision now. You can say that uh, of uh, starting to work on an ISO 14064 Part Two approved carbon plan. So we did Phase One in 2005, 2011. We phase, phase two was having a complete green print assessment done. Now a green print assessment, we're the only hydrogen on demand company in the world that's paid the money for this. And we're the only hydrogen on demand company in the world that can, that can monetize the CO2 or, or, or carbon reduction, which are called carbon credits. As an example, a truck with our technology on with a 10% savings would save 37 and a half tons of carbon per year. And uh, if it's 20%, then it's 75 tons. If it's 30%, then it's, uh, uh, again, more, 125 tons. Talk about the green prints. Would that enable someone who purchases the technology to actually be able to claim carbon credits out of converting your fleets? Yes. And, and, and we help them through um, our environmental lawyer. We've got it so that we control the carbon credits. Technically, the end user owns them, but we control okay. them. Because in trucking, as an example, in order for it to be economically viable, you have to submit a project plan. So you'd need at least 200 trucks. And so, okay. so we're allowed to bundle. We can put them under one umbrella, make a submission, like we have a submission on the uh, Calgary Exchange uh, in, in, in Canada, the, the uh, Canada Re uh, Registry, uh, CSA Registry. And, and um, uh, we, we are members uh, and have been approved for the gold standard uh, registry for carbon. That's the, the highest standard in the world. And, yeah. and so, so we can monetize these carbon offset credits and do, do, do one of two things. One, reduce the green footprint, uh, footprint of like a municipality as an example, or, <coughs> or an individual trucking company. Or uh, the money that we get from it, minus legitimate business expenses, uh, we share amongst the, uh, the end users. So we can actually put money back in their pocket, another okay. revenue stream. Okay, so another, another way of paying this for the system as well. Yep, correct. Yeah, come, kind of great for the, small, for the small guys. You just do all the work for them and they get a bit of a, a bonus. Yeah, 100%. Because it's very expensive to do the work. And so yeah. we, we've done the first part. And you don't have to redo that ever again. Um, like we've done the, the, you have to quantify and verify by two third parties. So the quantification side we've already done and completed and spent the money on. So it's just bringing another consultant in, uh, consultants have to get paid and, and they do the verification and the project plan is submitted and, and, um, um, uh, the, the carbon offsets are, are, are bought by, uh, any, they're, they're bought by anybody. They're bought by the, the, the Googles of the world, Microsoft, whoever yeah, and, and so it's it's really neat. We become a bigger player in that uh, in, in that space now, and uh, it, it's it's something that we're working towards um, a, a green carbon exchange that that will manage, and and we're getting a lot of interest in that. Okay, and that's a great question. I was curious to see what is the future. So you have this device now. You're you're in the marine market, standalone diesel market, the automotive market. And I really hear the work you're doing in the in the carbon upset. So, what what is the next project, or where where do you see your technology going next? Well, well, we know we know uh, like the military applications. One one of the big things we're we're working towards, and and uh, it's very difficult. It's about funding again, but it's with the indigenous people and third world countries. Uh, uh, we're big on moving into the third world countries uh, in order to um, um, uh, to to uh, the sickness. And the deaths that occur 
in, 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 in Ghana, as an example, we're working with a group there uh, because stationary power provides all of their electricity. They're all off the grid, but the diesel fumes are killing them and, and, mm -hmm. and poisoning their water. A good example in North America, we were doing a project, but the pandemic uh, slowed this down in Orlando, Florida. Lynx Transit, we were talking with them and we were gonna do a pilot because six counties, six counties in Orlando have poisoned drinking water from the diesel particulate from buses and school buses. And so with our technology, we would virtually eliminate that and clean up their drinking water. That's in the land of Florida. Now this takes place in Africa, in Pakistan, in India. Uh, like we have a licensee in India that we've just started working with uh, the Indian Navy with them, but, it, but it's for the villages that, have, that are um, off the grid and use stationary power. So, so we're really looking towards becoming more of a humanitarian technology and saving lives. And, and that's where I see a, a big thing for us is, and, the, and it's just about, and, and there's um, the, the World Health Organization, the, the World Bank, like we were approved for funding uh, a few years back in Madagascar because they were they were dropping like flies from bad water, bad air, which we could fix. But there, yeah. there were some issues with corruption there. And yes. so, yeah, so, so soon as that little issue is cleaned up, we'll be there. Yeah, it's really interesting because that's one thing I've never really talked about is that, that further on impact of groundwater. So this comes out of the pipeline. We know the air is dirty, but yep. that it actually, I imagine from the rain or just goes down on the ground and gets washed into the waterways. Yep. So fumes from buses and trucks are poisoning our drinking water. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I guess we're lucky in, in Canada, we've got so much space, we don't notice it, but I imagine in some of those countries, it's more compact and it's uh, definitely, especially like you said, the pictures, the before and after pictures of COVID where the trucks are running and you can see the difference it does in the air quality. It's quite well, percent. And so my point there about being a post-pandemic technology, um, trucks can be running and, and have that air quality clean with technologies like ours. And, and you would reduce, you, you'd mitigate the risk of COVID uh, doing any damage and you would definitely reduce the mortality rate with our technology on board in these pollution hotspots. Like we could keep clean air. Like I know I fly to Winnipeg, I get off the plane, I go, ah. Then I fly back to Toronto and it's not that I can smell the pollution. I go, oh God, it tastes bad today. <laughs> because it's that bad here. Yeah, yeah, that's, and, and, and it's good point you mentioned with COVID because those are the areas that were hardest hit because there's a link to that air pollution and, and lung impacts there's a direct relation like you have yeah. a lot of the people that say this is a hoax there's, there's all kinds of hospital beds empty yeah in low pollution areas mm -hmm. go to houston go to we know a nurse there and and people are dying on the steps going into the hospital yeah. because there's no beds and in high pollution areas there's no beds and and, yeah. and COVID runs rampant in high pollution areas and we we are the most effective in high pollution areas yeah no, I, I um, clearly see there's a amazing clean air benefits. The pollution benefits are just amazing. And I, and I really hear the, even the business case, a lot of, if you take that element out, just from the, the fuel efficiencies and the maintenance, it seems like there's a, just a great business equation just there. And the fact that, it, you know, you have that level of an impact on the air and the pollution. So 100%. It's a win-win. You know, it's, it's something, and that's what really bothers me sometimes when governments look at uh, at different programs, 
we're the only technology I know of on this planet that does so much good and it pays for itself. It won't cost them anything. Just incredible. <laughs> yeah. Good. And how, um, and how is business right now? Like how many, uh, how many systems have you sold in, in Canada or in the world so far? Well, we've got several hundred systems sold uh, uh, globally. It's uh, like a couple hundred in transportation. Um, we're starting to uh, get our count up with stationary power. There's some companies we're not allowed to say that we're working with. Like I was actually not supposed to mention the U.S. Navy, but I did. So, Okay. And let's say someone today wanted to have, have their fleet and wanted to start the process of conversion. How does that look like? Oh, okay. So, so we, we would do a pilot with them because nobody, no matter how uh, enthused they are, these guys are businessmen. They haven't gotten to be where they are by yeah. not being sound businessmen. So we do a pilot of five to 10 units. I won't do less than five because you need some statistical validity. We always have, guy's got a thousand trucks. He wants to do one unit. What's that going to prove? Nothing. And how many will you order after that one? One. <laughs> that's that's our experience so mm. let's do a minimum five i'd prefer 10 so that we can have some statistical validity and if one truck was down from mechanical failure not to do with the hydrogen you still got four other trucks there with good results so that's how we've really uh, started to grow this and what we've done with some companies in in winnipeg and in in southern ontario you know so they've gone from five to 25 and uh, and uh, that's the kind of jump you want then you can go yeah. 25 to 100 because again yeah. They won't do their whole fleet. They want to see this work over time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we have to prove it each and every time. Yeah. And, and out of all the pilots you've done, how many have moved forward with the technology? Almost everyone. Well, it really show, showcases that the results are there. Yes, exactly. Um, it, it, and again, like to get a decent amount, it takes several years with, it, with a company. Uh, uh, it'll take you a year, minimally, to go from five to ten. So, so it's a long sales cycle. Yes. And then we started going bigger uh, because of the market asking us to. So, so there's more revenue that way as well. They have a bigger problem with, the, with emissions. And uh, um, uh, we, we, uh, we, we still are entrenched in, in transportation through our dealer network. But it's the more work we're doing now are in bigger applications for, for, for locomotives, for uh, uh, ship lines, and and they take a lot longer, like with the U.S. Navy as an example. Like we spent a year and a half just doing the original uh, um, proposal to them that they paid for that we had to demonstrate on paper. We could make this scalable to a, a three-story high engine, and we did. Okay. Well, it opens up a lot of markets because there's a lot of, a lot of big ships up there. Oh, huge. They, they have more pollution than uh, like the ships in L.A. Harbor account for more pollution than all of the cars in Los Angeles. So yeah. it, it's a big issue. No, it definitely is a big issue. Yeah, marine pollution to the environment. So there's a, yeah, a lot of lot of growth there potential. Definitely. IMO, IMO 2020 regulations, they've got to eliminate high sulfur fuel and go with low sulfur fuel, which which means this, this is costing ship lines tens of millions of dollars. Our technology will reduce the uh, <laughs> the SO2 to virtually zero where they don't have to do this. They don't have to change their routes to find where they can pick up low sulfur fuel. And so that's why we're, but again, the pandemic slowed everything down with that with us. So, but, but it's, um, we still uh, have relationships with some of the bigger uh, shipping outfits and we'll be doing something once the pandemic's under control. Got a pretty good team working for you over there. Absolutely. 
really dedicated team of guys uh, that we have here in Aurora, uh, uh, a group of uh, company guys we have in Winnipeg, because we started out in Winnipeg, so we still have roots there and people there. And we're building a good team uh, in the Calgary-Edmonton area. Uh, really excited about the guys that we're getting involved with there. And, and again, you need to surround yourself with people smarter than you. And that's what we're doing because that's what will really help us move forward. Yeah. No, I love it. And I love the, uh, being a company with a mission, I'm sure makes a difference for people too. Just the fact that you're making that kind of an impact in the world as well. Yeah. 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 You have to have a purpose and, and, uh, um, never lose sight of that purpose. And that purpose is to, to, uh, to improve the quality of life, uh, for, 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 for mankind. I mean, that's truly yeah what we want to do. And, you know, behind me, on the side of me, I've got pictures of my kids and my grandkids because I, I just have to look at them to, as to like, why am I still so motivated this way? Cause I want to make sure that they can breathe clean air. And yeah. my, my generation, we screwed this planet up. It's up to us to fix it. Yeah. Well, I acknowledge you for being on this like multi-decade journey from, from having that, that idea, seeing what you saw at the beginning and hammering this out. And uh, yeah, really having a real impact on, on, on like a, a lot of areas of transportation. Well, well, I'm as excited today as I was in 1994. And, and, uh, and like I said, it's like, I said 68 wrinkles, it's probably a hundred. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, you know, there's been some tough times. Uh, and uh, I, I always like telling the story. My mom came to visit me and uh, my son, my son, my old son was with me and we were out here by ourselves in the early, uh, like 1995. My mom came in and, and uh, she opens the fridge and she goes, oh my God. She says, you've got a bottle of ketchup, a bottle of mustard and a loaf of bread. What the hell is this? And I said, variety. <laughs> Glass has to be a, a half full. Yeah. Anyway. No, I love it. Well, thank you for joining us today and just really uh, sharing what you're up to and give us the, uh, the idea of what's available. So definitely it's a pretty a ready technology now. And, uh, and what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? your website? I take it. Yeah. The, the, the website, uh, it's a www.innovativehydrogen.com or, um, uh, uh, they can call us, uh, at, at, uh, uh, 905-713-3500. Uh, I'm extension 710. And, uh, uh, I look forward to anybody with, with any questions, and, and we're very excited about where we're going. We just need to, uh, uh, we need resources to bring on, on more talent and people and, and help us with, uh, and global capital to, to make sure that, that this technology gets out there everywhere. So, and, and I appreciate you asking me on and I look forward to the event on January 27th and, and, um, and uh, just, uh, and God bless you, Nick. Thank you. Well, thank you very much.